am Keisha. And I'm Courtney. And this is Bullshit. Today's Bullshit is Joe Biden. Recently, Joe Biden did an interview with Charlemagne the God for Breakfast Club, and he had some more than problematic issues. Uh, I would check out the full interview, so take a pause now and go ahead and check that out on YouTube if you would like, or if not, we will fill you in on all the highlights. So, enjoy the episode. Vice President Biden, how are you today? Good. Good to see you. Same here. You know, you know, I've been critical of you. Um, I, I have a few things I want to talk to you about. Today. I know you have. Yeah. You don't know me. No, I don't. That's why I want to get to know you today. I want to get to know you today. <sighs> wow. That, um... What, what, did, you, what did you think, Keisha, of, of the full interview? <sighs> well... I mean, you guys don't know us in our real lives. In our real lives, we are some serious politics buffs. And this was so uh, heartbreaking. I don't even know what to say. It was tragic. It was a train wreck. Um, It was (laughs) full of lies and intrigue. Um, It was mostly disgusting to me. I'm not sure. What did you think? Ooh. I like that. Um, <laughs> we're not. Are we political buffs? I don't know. I mean, we watch a lot of political stuff all the time. I know, but I hate to say something like that because I don't want people to fucking fact check the hell out of this. That's Listen, true. this is about our opinions, so you know what? Just chill. But also, we know facts. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he totally he lied so much during this interview and. I mean, I think overall what I took away from it was the entitlement and and Joe Biden's entitlement is like one of the biggest issues I have with him. And I feel like this interview really highlighted that in the sense of like, you know, in this particular topic, you know, it's it's about black voters, but he's also been the same way about Latino voters. He's basically said he's not going to try to court them whatsoever and millennial voters. And he said the same thing, you know, like, sorry about your troubles. Don't care. So I, I found this to be like very revealing to exactly who he is and very revealing to like the heart of who he is. Like he's just so, he gets yeah. so upset when he gets so defensive when you ask. Yeah, him a question. this is, it was inter. I, I thought, I mean, the we the like third time that we looked at it, I was just looking at body language, and I thought, I mean, he oddly reminded me of like Brett Kavanaugh. I just thought he's so aggressive. Like I feel like people see him as this like nice guy, but if you look at all the little clips of him, like you know, like challenging that guy to a push-up contest, and like he's always doing some weird aggressive shit, and I, I feel like that came like he came in hot. Like why was he yelling he, from the beginning? Yes from the jump he came in so hot Charlemagne's like obviously you know I've been critical of you in the past and he's like yeah you have been but Charlemagne was being like, nice but he was also being super nice though it wasn't like I mean he didn't but it's like I'm a but like also, you don't know me like what a weird thing to say yeah, you don't know me and it's like well no shit that's why we're having this interview but also it's like 
is that the way to win over a person that's i don't know i thought i found that to be an odd no. cho- choice I, well, I mean i mostly felt like it was disrespectful it was like i feel like he was like challenging him to a fucking duel or something like it didn't really make any sense why be so aggressive Charlemagne wasn't accusing you of anything i mean if he was critical of you in the of you in the past then you could just say yeah, I mean, yeah, you were cr- you were a politician. Whatever. Everybody should be fucking critical of you. I'm so sick. This is okay. So this is the reason why we're really deep diving into this episode, because one of the some of the biggest issues with with the election right now and with the Democratic Party and Joe Biden being the uh, perspective nominee, he is not the official nominee. Right. Let's be clear. Um, is that people won't even be critical of or even it's kind of like people aren't even basing anything in reality anymore. You know, it's just about beating Trump and we're, we're not allowed to to also have like a stake in the game. Oh, those issues are for 2024. Oh, you can't push Joe Biden on this, but while he's busy put like courting Republicans. So it's, um, but also at the same time saying he's going to be like the most, progressive president we've ever had so you know it's like where does this guy actually lie you have to hold people accountable and i feel like right now we've been holding politicians as such celebrities and in or as such heroes that we can't even criticize them and it's like no they're supposed to represent us we're supposed to critique them we're supposed to hold them accountable right that's our job as the voter absolutely and we should have every right to question them i mean yeah they should want to be courting us and winning our votes i don't understand why he feels like uh oh taco bell is here i did not approve of this taco bell guys but it's here anyways it's not here yet it's just an update okay well don't get distracted by taco bell all right i will be distracted keisha get back to the point (laughs) um my point was that he is 100% taking people for granted and he thinks that he shouldn't have to answer any questions really um, from anyone, which in which case then why go on the show in the first fucking place? Yeah, it's well, you know, I think that this was such an inter- a compelling interview because Charlemagne the thing that's great about the breakfast club is that they have cred, like street cred, like their appeal is not that they're MSNBC and Joe and Mika or whatever it is. Those kind of people, those kind of journalists, um, they can constantly are making sure that they maintain access to these people. And, I feel like, you know, politics is not the main focus of Breakfast Club. However, it's definitely grown. But um, it's kind of like also seen like like as the Joe Rogan podcast is like it's outside of the normal politics atmosphere. So, you know, he doesn't he's not beholden to the normal rules that normal interviews, you know, like MSNBC, CNN are going to give him. And so that's why it was, first of all, very interesting that he would even agree to do it but also just he had he had to agree to do it though because it's like who i mean what other predominantly black show i mean of course there are others but i mean 
But Charlemagne has recently made a point of interviewing, like when everyone was on the Democratic trail, he was interviewing everybody. He made like Elizabeth Warren, everybody. So he made a point of it. So I think he did need to do it, but I it seemed like he didn't like that he had to do it. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. He did not like it. And it's that and and like and that's the attitude that I just want people to. I don't know for me at least it's just such a turnoff to me like that entitlement you know I deserve to ask you questions and you deserve to answer them if you're going to be representing me in some way if you're going to be representing the country in this way you know it is your job to basically be stripped bare to say I am willing and able and ready to serve for you it is a job of service so like the and, and this is something that, you know, you can see in clips of him even when he's much younger. Explaining to do. The new questions stem from With taped the remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class that have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right, and his memory had failed him. He has always kind of leads with that knee-jerk, uh, immediately offended, how dare you ask me, of course yeah. I deserve this, and then he lies oh god so confidently that you're just like it's a, it's it's it sounds believable it does sound believable and i feel i felt very i almost felt bad for charlemagne because i feel like okay well we were noticing a couple of things like was this interview meant to be much longer it didn't make sense like what <laughs> like was this interview supposed to be you know, at least 30 minutes long or something. Cause Charlemagne was sitting kind of waiting and like very stoic, you know, just like waiting, letting him get his points out as if like, okay, I'll speak, you know, I'll let you say your piece and then I'm going to ask my questions. But then all of a sudden it was like, Oh no, there's only, you know, Oh, time's up or what have you. So I don't understand. He did seem, yeah, very shocked by the, by it being cut short. And you know, I, I'm personally shocked because you're telling me that Joe fucking Biden doesn't have another room in his house where Jill Biden can live stream from. Yeah. Come on. We're not we're not waiting. Joe Biden is not going to be president. She does not take priority to your fucking interview on one of the biggest black platforms where you're trying to prove yourself and supposedly trying to earn our vote Look, i mean <laughs> i am you know i'm setting up zoom calls all day long guys okay you set up the time that you want it for this is ridiculous like 
he knew full well. Like it doesn't it just doesn't make sense. But so. also it's not like they're in not in an economic state. Oh, of course. Or even more of than course, one room. You're in a campaign. It's not like you don't have funds that go towards the things you need. You have the funding to get the materials. All you need is an extra camera. I did, yeah. She but don't you think it was I think it was just a silly play. I think it was like look Oh, the whole thing was so he was fake. Rambling, his walk, he was yeah, watch. I think it was just his people being like, Oof, let's get this guy off the screen. Yeah. But I mean like that's how stupid does he think that pe- he thinks that you're stupid. He that's the point. Thinks Joe Biden thinks that you are dumb. He thinks you're a fucking idiot because he thinks that, oh, relying on this. Oh, my wife's going to kill me. I really got to reel it in. It's like, dude, we're in a fucking pandemic. If everybody myself and my sister can literally live stream separately from our rooms, from our computers, you're running for president. <laughs> Th- that's like we that's have an insane guys, so that's you know yeah, and it's the slowest fucking internet ever like th- that's an insane thing to even say but even the fact that he went on to say check my record man you know check my record he thinks you're not going to check his fucking record Absolutely. and he actually he kind of knows that you won't because that that's my other issue is a lot of people out there they don't even want to be real about what his record is they don't want to be real about you know about what the real differences are between he and Trump. Because to be honest, they do have quite a few similarities. And that is what is really concerning to me. I want to beat Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump is a terrible fucking racist person. He definitely raped women and and no one's held him accountable. And my issue is, you know, if we don't hold Joe Biden accountable now, if we don't vet the primary Democratic nominee now, he's going to ruin them. And then we're going to have Donald Trump back in and then they're going to be no fucking standards, no standards at all. Who are we going to get after Donald Trump? Because he very well could beat Biden. Yeah. I mean, this could look people. It's not in the bag. It's not in the bag. It's not in the bag at all. I think I feel like people are so upset that, you know, we would even question whether or not to vote for Joe Biden as like some affront like no obviously we don't want donald trump to be president but look i mean we also just want better things like can't we just have nice things why do we have to settle for some by for two assholes like why can't we look outside of that like why can't we expect more at the very least expect this guy to respond to people in a nice way i mean at the very least he could just I mean, uh, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not voting for Joe Biden. I'm going to vote green. But I think. It would serve Biden so much better if he would take accountability right. for everything. Right. You know, if Joe Biden said, listen, OK, I made a lot of really bad bills. And now I see 20 hindsight is 2020. And now I see I messed up a lot of people's lives and I need to use my last years in service to right those wrongs. You know? Wow. That would, that would be- wow. Or he could say, you know what, Tara Reid, I said, believe all women. I said one sexual assault allegation is credible, is enough. You open an investigation. Right. Because that's what I said we should do. You know, you've got you cannot run with no morality against Donald Trump. It's not going to win. Then you have no then the race is close. Then it's too close. There's not just enough people who are just scared of Donald Trump. 
No, I mean, people want to see real, I mean, people want to see real change. People want to see something different. I mean, I think that people are afraid of Donald Trump, but they're, sorry, our, our bunny is all over the place and he is, he is hyped. God, he's, he's fired up about this whole Joe Biden conversation. I think I was talking about Joe Biden. Really he's them. really, he's up, he's down. I'm losing my train of thought. Jesus Christ. That. Oh, goodness. Oh, he's falling off. <laughs> oh, okay. my gosh. Look, um, Yeah, but everybody, I mean, just just the thing about, like, Donald Trump being the boogeyman, and we'll definitely do an expanded right. video on this, or <laughs> video podcast on this. But, you know, the thing that people don't recognize, is like, the people in the center that I think they don't recognize is that people are already living on the cusp. You know, people are already people already know how to live without health insurance. People already know how to live without car insurance. People already know how to, you know, um, live without going to the dentist for years or the eye doctor for years. Like poor people have been doing this shit since way before Donald Trump. So they can last another four years. And I just feel like you have to make a statement with your vote. Like the, we just don't have any more time left in humanity to keep making people do this lesser of two evil things. And also I've heard so many people that agree with this sentiment, you know, that are like, yes, I totally agree with you. They're both pieces of shit, but we have to vote for Democrats. Okay. Well, let's talk about some numbers. Uh, as of February, 2020 Democrats are 29% of the U.S. population. Republicans, 30%. Independents, 39%. Right. So if the majority of us don't agree with these pieces of shit and see what they're doing, we need to trust in each other that we can do something different and move together. So, you know, for me, I guess my goal in this is to, like, at least if you are going to vote for Joe Biden, I just really fully want you to understand what you are voting for because I, I feel like I guess I feel like he has such a bad record and we're just saying like yeah but like you're a white guy and like you got the right look for it and the right whatever mm -hmm. demeanor so, you know you're entitled you're entitled to it and it's like we can't keep reinforcing that like for me like we just right. can't I feel like um my I feel like we're in the pre-civil rights time so like before civil rights there had to be you know a bunch of people that were like this is bullshit and we got to figure this out you know so i feel like that's the time that we're in now i feel like we're in the before times basically and those times fucking those times suck because realistically nothing is really organized right now nothing's planned but things do feel imminent and things feel like they need to happen immediately we can't we can't really wait another four years why wait another four years we've already waited so long i mean why keep waiting another four years so i think we need to mobilize and put some action into it at this point yeah and it, and, and when people say you know it's like wait four more years it's like bitch do you mean if joe biden gets elected that you're not gonna fight for health care for another four fucking years right what do you mean? People will no. die. I mean, people <laughs> will die as we have seen. All right. So let's take a little break and then let's do a little deep dive into some more of this Charlemagne interview.
Hey guys, and we're back. So let's dive in a little bit to this 18-minute interview uh, between Joe Biden and Charlemagne the God. Um, we already talked about kind of our uh, initial feelings. So I, I guess some of the first real questions that came up for me were when Joe Biden was talking about um, being a public defender. Uh, <laughs> it's something that often I've often questioned because you have to remember, you know, Joe Biden is one of the youngest senators uh, to ever uh, in history. Um, you know, there's like eight senators or something that started at the age of 30 or 31. And he's one of them. And so to accomplish that and also be a lawyer and also be a public defender. I mean, it just, I, I just like, you're just like, wait, what? Like, uh, how many years did you actually study law? You know, like you can go to law school, you can pass the bar. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're sitting in on court cases or, you know, fighting, um, the city and if all of these things he's saying he's doing for civil rights. Um, so I actually did a little bit of digging into that. Aha, the year. The years. Um, it's it's very interesting. There was not a ton of information to be found there. So basically, the gist I got is that he graduated in 68 from law school and then he passed the bar in 69. He became a lawyer in 69. He had worked at a. He worked at a Republican lawyer, a Republican who I think was like also serving some sort of term, whatever, who's also a lawyer who had a lot, his own law firm. Um, he worked for that guy for six months in Delaware. And, uh, and then from that, I guess he goes into being a public defender, but I didn't really find anything on that part. What I did find is that he started his own private law firm with another guy. So, he when he starts the private law firm, he also get runs and gets for gets a seat in like the city council, basically. And basically the time that he has the private law firm is the same time that he's on the city council. So I feel like the law firm is a front. Right. Like, I mean, like what? But then also come to find out he's managing po properties to. um help with the income because there's not a lot of work in uh in what he's trying to do so that, that that's kind of what I found and like I found something that said that he was managing um that he managed a property of like a swimming pool um which makes me wonder if that's always the swimming pool he's talking about even though he says he worked there I, I just am not sure the timing does it yeah exactly the timing doesn't um, match up yeah, yeah that's so the swimming pool yeah Maybe that's a swimming pool, but it's just really weird. You know, it, and then he's, how many cases could he have really done? He graduated when he was like 26 or 27. Right. And then he, you know, you have to run for the Senate seat and that's in 72. 72. Yeah. So it's how much time did this guy really, was he really working? He was, I mean, like, it's, it's like insane to me, like to say that you're a lawyer still. Like I have done stand up comedy 
longer than Joe Biden was a lawyer. Right. It was from 1969, and then he got into Congress in 1972. So you're telling me that he dedicated his life to civil rights and MLK inspired him so much to be a public defender and fight for the people? Like, you probably barely knew shit about anything. Like, what? Yeah. Just the gall of this guy to, to explain himself that way and to try to frame himself now as I dedicated my life to being a public defender and fighting for people's rights. No, sir, you didn't. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think so. He's full of it. I mean, even the story that he tells about the about the riots in Wilmington. I mean, the timing is a little bit off. I think he was probably living in Wilmington during the time that the National Guard was there afterwards, because you don't graduate from school until May. Martin Luther King died in April. So, I mean, you were there afterwards, but I don't think he was there during the actual riots. I don't know. I don't have facts about these things. I'm just making an educated guess on that one. <laughs> but I think he loves to make adjacencies to blackness. That is his go-to. Oh, God, he loves that. That's a really good way to put that. You know, like, just... <laughs> you know, we're from Virginia, so it's... Uh, I, I cannot tell you how many times, you know, you see a white person just slip of the tongue, say something racist, but they're like, but I have black friends. Or we're like, but not you. Right. You know, there's always some caveat that makes them not racist rather than the self-reflection of like, oh, I need to not say shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that doesn't really happen. So that's just something I've always wondered. And he's really leaning hard into it. I feel like um, this campaign cycle and you know it's somebody like amy klobuchar saying she's a prosecutor yes that makes sense somebody like kamala harris saying that yes that makes sense but for joe biden to say you know like he even tried to say to kamala harris in a debate um you know like i became a public defender you became a prosecutor and it's like bitch you were a lawyer for two years in your own quote-unquote private firm we don't know how many cases you took on. We don't know how many people you actually helped. We don't know how much like pro bono work you were doing at all because right. you were trying to make money. And all the while you were still serving on a city council and focusing on about running, uh, running for Senate. Right. So I don't know how much helping people you were really doing. So that's just a, a such a f thing that I feel like he really it just kind of reminds me of like when you when you when you start realizing that white people lie on their resume <gasps> who knew guys guys i wish i would have known this because i would have i would have fudged a lot I, more stuff i mean i would have fucking lied a lot more I you mean, know who, white people just out here in these streets straight <laughs> out lying just making things up a hundred percent and i mean it happens in all fields like i as an actor i remember you know you have to have an acting resume and this white girl who you know she was she was crazy and she cheated on her boyfriend all the time and i didn't think she had a very good moral compass but she was a damn good actress but even her uh, being a good actress and going to a really good drama school uh she put like that she did stand up on her resume and i was like oh you did stand up and she was like well no not really and i was <laughs> like what and she's like yeah i mean that's just they want to see that and i'm like what if they ask you to do stand up in the room? Well, I have like a few, th like what? Like the, the, just how easy breezy it is. The idea of lying. Right. right. 
And in this scenario, you know, you're running for president. This is the third the presidential run he's had. Around the Democratic presidential candidate, Joseph Biden, the charge that he has plagiarized parts of his speeches. Today, Biden was forced to take time out from his Judiciary Committee duties to hold a press conference to answer two charges, that he copied part of a paper when in law school and recently adopted as his own quotations from the Kennedys and other politicians. The story surfaced last weekend when the New York Times copied or compared a Biden conclusion in a debate in Iowa to a well-received speech delivered last year by British Labour Party leader Neil Kinnock. First Kinnock, then Biden. Why am I? The first Kinnock in a thousand generations to be able to get the university. Why is Glenys the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? Was it because all our predecessors were thick? Did they lack talent? Those people who could sing and play and recite and write poetry? Those people who could make wonderful, beautiful things with their hands. Those people who could dream dreams, see visions. But why didn't they get it? Was it because they were weak? Those people who could wait, work eight hours underground and then come up and play football? Weak? Those women who could survive 11 childbearings? Were they weak? Does anybody really think that they didn't get what we had because they didn't have the talent or the strength or the endurance or the commitment? Of course not. It was because there was no platform upon which they could stand. And I started thinking as I was coming over here, why is it that Joe Biden is the first in his family ever to go to a university? Why is it that my wife who's sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Is it because our fathers and mothers were not bright? Is it because I'm the first Biden in a thousand generations to get a college and a graduate degree that I was smarter than the rest? Those same people who read poetry and wrote poetry and taught me how to sing verse? Is it because they didn't work hard? My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania don't come up after 12 hours and play football for four hours? No, it's not because they weren't as smart. It's not because they didn't work as hard. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. Today, Biden moved to confront the controversy that faces his presidential campaign. Jeff Goldman reports. Reporters packed a Capitol Hill news conference to hear Senator Biden's response to the plagiarism allegations. He was asked if he indeed studied the Kinnick videotape. The answer is yes. I looked at that tape. I was moved by that tape. Uh, I, we sat down, I turned it on, I said, my lord, look at this guy. Look at the, what he is expressing here. And I, didn't, I looked at it once and I didn't have to look at it again. And what I would do out on, the, out on the stump, I'd say, I saw a tape from Neil Kinnock where he stands there and he's angry. And he looks out at his people and he says, why am I the first Kinnock ever to go to a university? It doesn't take much if you feel that, folks. You don't have to look at that ten times. I saw that and it was a connect. I mean, I could tell how that man felt. 
And it's how I feel. It's how I feel about what my party's about, what I'm about. Biden also defended his use of unattributed quotations in his campaign speeches. The fact of the matter is every time that I have been aware that it has been someone else's quote, I have used it. As a matter of fact, the criticism of me by the press with good reason has been in part in this campaign that I quote too many people, that I quote Kennedy all the time, I quote King all the time, I quote uh, Humphrey all the time. So what I'm saying to you is that if and when I've ever quoted anyone without saying this is their quote, it's either because, as I say in some speeches, listen, can you hear the voices? Let the word go forth. I don't quote anybody, everybody knows that. When I haven't attributed, it's either because, in fact, it's been clearly known by everyone what it is, or I honestly did not know I was quoting somebody else. A third charge leveled against Biden alleged that as a first-year law student at Syracuse University, he plagiarized a law review article in a legal brief prepared for class. I took the cases out of the law review article and the footnotes out of the law review article, and I thought what I was doing, honestly, was the right way to do it, and the and the representation about what the case said from the Law Review article. And then at the end of the Law Review article, when they set out and said, this is what all this means, I wrote that in my paper, what the conclusion of the Law Review article, and I footnoted it. Now, folks, the footnote, I'm footnoting a Law Review article, a 15-page paper, where I use five pages of the 15 pages out of the Law Review, which refer to the cases. And then as the conclusion comes up, I cite the conclusion, footnote 21, law review article, what page it occurs at, at the end of this citation. I was wrong, but I was not malevolent in any way. And so this young fellow who apparently somebody's found, some other campaign's found, (laughs) great, I knew he'll already be around somewhere one day, uh, um found and uh, he went as a uh, as a good young fella and he said hey professor this guy didn't do it the right way brought it to the professor the professor brought it to the dean the dean said explain yourself biden and i wrote which you will get it's in my record here i wrote a two-page letter explaining why i had been so stupid but that i did not intentionally move to mislead anybody i didn't Biden was then asked what effect these allegations would have on his presidential campaign. I don't think it will have any effect, but I don't know. You all will make the judgment about that. It will all depend on how you write it. I don't mean that. I'm not being smart. It will all depend on the American people looking at me. They're going to look at me and say, is Joe Biden being honest with me? Or is Joe Biden not being honest with me? I'm being honest. And he's not stopped lying. I mean, he just has Nope. He's been lying right and left. Um, I think one of the, Oh, so part of the reason why I brought up before that I feel like Charlemagne was like waiting for his turn. I hope anyways, was, I mean, he, to ask him some questions because Joe Biden was just talking, 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 talking. And he just loves to, he'll throw, he just throws things out. Just, says things says things he doesn't give you a second to really listen to what he's saying which is why we listen to the thing so many times to actually hear what he's saying and the vast majority of what he's saying are complete and utter lies (laughs) i mean there are things i didn't notice until the third time i heard the yes yeah he's calling people carnies like what is he even talking about i don't get it he he's really good at you know like kind of like folksy 
regular politician speak. Yes. He knows the cadence. He knows some of the, he knows the buzzwords. He knows just he the things that he can hit, you know, to kind of like recalculate. And sometimes I think he just kind of throws those things out to steer you off course, you know? Um, I, you know, I'm going to say I did not appreciate the way he kept saying blacks. Ooh. I did not like that. You, yeah, you made a fit. Uh, the thing is, like, if if you think all people are people, you don't really need to always say that they're the blacks, or you know, but it's not I, just I, that. Like, I mean, why do no, you? It's not just that. It's like motherfucker. It's twenty twenty. Like you don't call black people blacks. Like yeah, yeah. old blacks, young blacks. Like um, oh, you could say African American. You could say the black vote. I, there are di- different I'm, I'm ways. A- like. Take the time to learn. Your life has already been so easy, even for the tragedy in Joe Biden's life. I'm saying he, he has still excelled, succeeded, uh, failed forward. Have you ever heard of anybody dropping out of two re- presidential races for lying and becoming vice president? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Come on, dude. Like you you can't take the time to learn. And this is like this is the the part of the entitlement that I I really felt is, you know, here's some notes I took is like, you know, you've got Joe Biden saying things like um he hasn't had time uh he didn't say it in this interview, but he said it before like he hasn't had time to watch the Tara Reid yeah. interview. You know, um he you know, look at look at his record or like even like Charlemagne saying, you know, you haven't been pushing back in terms of your response to the pandemic. You know, what else do you fucking have to do? You are not a sitting senator. You uh, aren't currently serving in any position. I mean, in all ways means really you're retired. So you should be pumping out stuff. You should be using your influence that you have as VP for eight years calling Pelosi telling her what your ideas are you know or calling Trump whatever it is that you need to do but like these are things I just I don't I don't like this bullshit you know like he couldn't like he has a coach there sitting with him too you're saying his fucking media coach can't say like hey Joe you know maybe stop saying blacks like I don't know I mean that would be helpful because it's it's off-putting at the very least It's 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 nuts. Um, oh boy, what other what other notes? What other things that we? S- I found that uh, it was interesting that he um, try. He- mm-hmm. Okay, so Charlemagne asks a really good question, you know, about the ninety four crime bill and why he won't take responsibility, and the fact that he deflects the responsibility saying, you know, that he didn't uh, support the three three strikes law. He did. I mean, he's a liar, you know, that he didn't support mandatory minimums. He got literally caught in that lie when Charlemagne said, oh, wait, I thought you helped write that law. Then he backtracked and said, you don't understand. What happened is that the Black Caucus, the Black Congressional Caucus, was talking to me about how much violence there was, so I agreed with it because the black people asked me to whereas two seconds ago you just said you opposed it so 
you know, make the differentiation in there. Are you trying to say you didn't support it with your heart, with your mind, but you did vote for it? Like, let's live, live in facts. Like, he just always... Ugh, it's infuriating. Yeah, and it's... Uh, unfortunately, it's so hard to track I like I don't look I don't even want to have to track every single thing that a person has voted for but that's what this man has brought me to like I'm not the, <laughs> like it's like I'm not the kind of I would just want to judge you on your character and be like oh you know you seem like a nice guy you see no but he lies so much that you really have to you really have to go with a fine and I think that's what people are missing is that he's done a lot of really terrible things I mean that ha and a lot of things that are hidden inside of things like there was the there was a different bill in, in 1984 the crime bill in 84 that caused all kinds of problems with marijuana like he's like oh I oh I wasn't against I wasn't against marijuana but then that bill was increasing the the incarceration for having anything to do with marijuana so realistically you did have something to do with it you started in 72 you have this 40-year history that you love to talk about but you don't like to talk about the actual things that you voted for during these 40 years now you're trying to distance yourself from all these different things when you were had a bad voting record all along i i think one of the most like <clears throat> um one of the most frustrating things for me is you know they people as you mentioned you know different things can be hidden in different bills and one of those things is the violence against women act so that was in the 94 crime bill i believe and so you know when people bring up oh bernie sanders voted for that bill he voted for it because the violence against women act was in it and for him to bring that up but not take these sexual assault claims against him seriously I, I like to me it feels like I mean it, like like think about it you know if you are a person who has a problem with kids you might donate to a fucking children's charity it's not like we haven't seen that before it's not like a serial killer doesn't have a front family so you don't suspect he's a serial killer you know it's just like okay so he did this one violence against women act but let's not forget that he did not call Anita Hill's witnesses, therefore making it more difficult for women to report sexual assault or harassment in the workplace and more difficult for them to be believed. He didn't call any of the people that could have corroborated her accounts. That is a mistake. Also, the line of questioning that was used there it was just ridiculous. You know, and we're going to, we we're definitely going to cover that more when we talk about Tara Reid in depth, but just the fact that that's always the one thing that's kind of he relies on. Um, I feel like it was something he was offering like, OK, you know, I'll give you a little bit of protection for women so I can get my huge fucking mega crime bill passed. You know, yeah, yeah. like it's a it that's a front. That's a joke. Mm -hmm. That's fucking bullshit. Like that's you don't really care about women. No. You know that other people in Congress cared about women and you need, you know, you were going to put this in there so you could get the votes that you needed so you could start locking up black and brown people. Right. Like you're don't, but don't fucking lie to my face and say you care about women then. Absolutely. I mean, whew. which he did a similar thing. You mentioned the crime bill. I mean, he did a similar thing with saying uh, when he was talking about 
how many people are, were incarcerated, he was like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, that bill didn't make more black people be incarcerated. That was the states. They, were, they weren't incarcerated in federal prisons. So basically, this man wants you to believe that the federal, the way that the federal government, <laughs> the thinks law of the federal has government, has nothing that just has no influence on the states whatsoever. That's ridiculous. He thinks you're stupid. Like, come on. And and a hundred percent. But not only that, but written within the bill were, um, government aid and incentives in order for states to build their own prisons. So. You know, and and these are things where I'm like, okay, I need to like go back and check on like what's civics is that was you know civics and like what's going on because don't certain don't like a certain number of states have to ratify a bill after it's passed or so like that's something I want to check into so like I God damn it (laughs) (laughs) that's our time check but it's just these are things. it makes it, it, these are things that I want to check, and I, I, I just yeah, it's the same thing. I just he lies so much to this point that now it's like I have to check every single thing that he says. Yeah, that's what I think is so upsetting. It's like why should we have to settle for a person that to well, the only person we can vote for is someone that we have to constantly fact check? I don't want that. Why you know I, why should I be forced to choose between? two people that have to be constantly fact check. Yeah, but the, but the 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 issue too being that Democrats aren't being realistic in how much Joe Biden lies. Ooh. No major news networks. I mean even Charlemagne in this interview wasn't able to uh have any pushback on what he was saying. He had that a small bit where he did uh point out uh, about the 84 crime yeah. bill. And that was good because it it made Biden tell the truth. But, you know, if you and, you know, you know something like the Breakfast Club, that's almost like independent journalism, yeah. really. And so it's like they don't have fact checkers on deck. They don't they don't have that because it's not that kind of organization. But it's not just this kind of interview. He's getting away with lying. It's the MSNBC interviews. It's when he's on, you know, saying that he, you know, marched for civil rights and yeah. nobody's fact checking right. him. It's he said it in, in he debates. He was locked up with Nelson Mandela. All these crazy things that he said. Yeah. He yes. plagiarized the whole speech. I mean, come on, like I think that that's one of the most telling things about Joe Biden that that never really gets talked about is and 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 one of the things that one of the biggest reasons why I think Joe Biden thinks you're stupid is because he plagiarized a speech from a British British politician for his 1987 run, I believe, from a commercial, right? So, I mean, it's not like Americans didn't travel. It's not like he was the only American who ever fucking went to Britain. Yeah, I mean, it's not like (laughs) Americans didn't stay in hotels. It's from a commercial. It was on TV, guys. It wasn't like he took something from, like, some little shire out and fucking, you know, like, and no one would ever see it. Yeah, it was on a commercial. Well, like, the insane audacity of that. And the the just 
confidently do it. You know, like like that's I feel like the Joe Biden that we're seeing so much in this interview. You know, the entitlement, the the to just like uh, you're not going to fucking fact check me. Look, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it confidently. Mac and you're going to give me a break here, man. Like, no, I'm not giving you a break. You're running for president. I'm not giving you any breaks. Right. How about You've that? You've had plenty of breaks. I mean, the fact that <laughs> the Christ. fact that this guy made it to vice president it was a break like that still blows my mind I mean I feel like look I didn't know I wasn't paying as much attention I didn't know as much about Joe Biden until he started to run for president I really wasn't paying I he was the vice president who gives a shit I don't know yeah who cares exactly who who, who, uh, who and what was who he doing even? exactly who cares like funny Joe who cares but once he started to tried to run for president that's when I started paying more attention to him and it's just I mean it's baffling how how this guy would make it how did he get vetted to be a vice president well the thing about him being vice president is that he's a republican i mean you know obama wanted to signal to republicans to white people hey it's okay don't be too scared nothing will fundamentally change i'm gonna have your back this is this is a signaling thing. And, you know, it's really one of those things when you look back at Obama's legacy. There were social moves made. Gay marriage was passed and stuff like that. But I mean, it's like, what's really gained there? Like, if we don't have economic freedom, what fucking difference does it make? What, right. what am I protecting if I'm gay getting married with my husband if I don't have two pennies to rub together? Exactly. Or I don't have health insurance. <laughs> you mean- know, so it's so that. It's stuff, and and and, you know, listen. I voted for Obama twice. I I was in college. I was invigorated. I was inspired. I was excited, and I also, you know, it it felt like you could cut it off, and you didn't have to pay attention. And I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest fears with Joe Biden becoming president is people think they can go back to that mindset, cut it off, go back to brunch, don't have to worry about it everything is cool with the world again. And, you know, they were starting wars that we didn't know about. They were deporting the most children we didn't know about. They were making, we're going to do a deep dive on this as well, (laughs) because I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but you know, it's just, um, the thing, uh, the best thing about Trump, I think is that he's (laughs) the best thing. (laughs) The only good thing about Trump is, is that he, uh, has, woken up so many people to pay attention to politics and i just don't think we can go to sleep right now it we just can't yeah that's a good point i mean i think um a lot of people didn't think i feel like yeah maybe people weren't paying a lot of attention before trump because they just thought oh there's no way this guy could win our government's gonna look out for us the system is gonna work yada 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 um, and then he did win. And now I feel like people are upset because of, you know, he's not a great president. I mean, obviously. So I think that's made people upset and pay attention. Um, but I think beyond paying attention, people need to like do some research. Like we're in a freaking pandemic. Like you got nothing else to do. You have nothing like, else to do. Watch some videos, you know, just learn a little something. I think people need to take the time now to educate themselves like a little bit more because once you start looking into it, I mean, you'll see how crazy it is that really neither the Republicans nor the Democrats are looking out for us at all. Right. Yeah, they're not. 
Okay, let's take a little break and we'll be right back. tired of them doing this for a while change the entire prison system for one that is punishment to rehabilitation there's only a couple things everybody has in common in jail one is they were <clears throat> the victims of abuse of their kids were or their or their, or their or their mother was number two can't read number three they don't have any job skills they were in a position where they didn't get a chance why does it make sense why did i come along Woo! I found this clip to be the worst part of the interview, and I feel like nobody is talking about it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm offended left, right, and center. This is ridiculous. Okay, wait. Let's break that down. <laughs> I, I, find, I find it to be so incorrect that it's humorous, but it's dangerous because this guy's running for president. He wrote the laws that got these people in jail based on these principles. I mean, this motherfucker said number one, if you've been in jail, everybody in jail is the same thing in common. Uh, you or your mother have been abused. Uh, what about white collar crime? What about, or I mean, that's not, that doesn't even necessarily have to be true. You could have a psychotic break. You could just mother hate a motherfucking person. Like, but only black people are in jail. So there is no white collar crime in this instance continue <laughs> oh my god then he says can't read uh, <laughs> he uh, i mean flat out says can't read can't read what can't read the fuck i mean can't read can't read how would that be <sighs> yes america has a literacy issue yes that is true but people in jail don't have in common that they can't read there are libraries in jail. Many of our people cousins, write yeah. letters to people outside of jail. Absolutely. Many of our cousins are in jail. They can read. They're not in jail because they can't read. I'll tell you that. That's that's certainly not why. That's not and the reason the, they're there. And the third reason. No job skills. It's just. <sighs> no jobs. No, no skills. Uh, none. Zero. None at all. They can't lift 25 pounds. That's a job skill. That's it. literally something you could find on a fucking Craigslist post. You can't redirect. Like, what are you fucking talking about? A lot of these people have actually gotten into jail because they do have skills like time management, uh, product management, marketing, mm -hmm. whatever it is. They just have to work outside the system because of things like NAFTA, like that Joe Biden pushed so hard, that shipped millions of our jobs across seas. So, yeah, people have to learn how to work outside the system. That doesn't mean that they don't have fucking job skills. They're actually uh, entrepreneurs. I mean, do you know how hard it is to be a fucking drug dealer? Absolutely. I, it, yeah. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Exactly. You have to keep your client list. My drug dealers are so dope in L.A. I mean, it is you can get you can get cocaine faster than you can get Taco Bell. OK, <laughs> like and they'll you know, and they like come smoke. Weed. Like I'm a stand up. I can say that. OK, so I don't want to hear your, your shit. This isn't this isn't a podcast for you to be concerned about. OK, but I mean, 
being a drug dealer, I mean, think of all of the different qualities and skills you need to do that. I used you to know? deliver weed on a bike, and that was a pretty tightly run situation. We had shifts. We had people to check in with. It was it was a regular we ass deli- job. Weed deliveries are very efficient here. You know, like, I mean, it, it, it's, it, I can't even, I, I don't understand why nobody latched onto this part of the interview, right. but I found this to be perhaps the most offensive because he's done so much to harm the black community and to add to mass incarceration. And he's still basically saying things like he said in the eighties and nineties about being tough on crime and why we have to lock everybody up. He didn't say anything different. I mean, he is reinforcing all of the same rhetoric. I mean, he's not even, he's not even sugarcoating it for us. He's not even trying to make it sound nice. I mean, to say like, they can't read like it was super it was so offensive i couldn't even i couldn't believe any how would his people even let him say this <laughs> how did, how how did Char- i don't understand how charlemagne didn't say anything yeah yeah i I'm think telling you, charlemagne was was waiting for his opening to say something and i think i think the way the way joe biden talks is just fast and loose he just interjects like he interjects himself basically like he talks so fast that you can't get a word in actually okay so we'll uh, we'll we'll put this clip in um if we if we have it but um you know and then here's the 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 part of the progressive thing right now is like we've just got to be sharing information and educating each other and and joe biden has like clips from the floor you know, video of him on the floor of congress you know talking about how there's a certain subsect of people you know who are from single mothers and they're not socialized they're literally not socialized we'll find the we'll that's find some the clip shit you we'll say about it. dogs you say that dogs can't be so like oh the, my dog's not going to be socialized because I we've been in a pandemic and I haven't been able to like have my dogs around other fucking dogs. That's not what something you say about people. <sighs> I mean between that and the blacks and the I mean <sighs> he didn't even get to ask about like well why'd you vote against the uh, you know funding affirmative action? Why'd you vote against desegregating busing? Like these are issues that I as a black voter still have problems with um i i don't think he's ever going to be asked about them right i think it's i think he would like to think that because he did these things in the past it doesn't matter but i disagree i think that goes to your character i mean you can check me from i I don't know it's just like you can't some things are in your character you know, like mm-hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't think to talk about people in a certain way unless you inherently thought about people in that way. It just like, yeah, it just rolls off. the Yeah. Tongue. Like you, you just second nature. Just wow. With the one thing about like with words is specifically. I feel in like talking about like the way his nature and everything is the nature of him being a politician is like always there and it's he's very good at wearing it thinly uh like not not no like he's very good at 
hiding it. Like he he is good at putting on the charm of the personality. Yeah. But something I want to point out is when he was talking about all this stuff about jail and reformation and all that rehabilitation, he was talking about how these people who are released need the access to you know, all of these different things. They need the access to, uh, you know, schooling and they need the access to housing and all this stuff. And I feel like it's really important to point out that that is a very specific and and chosen word to use, okay? You can want people to have access to things as much as you want, but that's not the same as them having the fucking thing, okay? So you can have access to a McDonald's, but maybe you're too sick to go and you just, you don't have it. Like, I don't, like, you know, it's the same thing with healthcare. You know, they want you to have access to insurers and when you have access to healthcare. But if you have an insurance plan that doesn't cover your fucking cancer treatment, then you don't have healthcare. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like such a bullshit like he wasn't saying anything of any substance yes we all agree that everybody should have access to rehabilitation after they go to jail and serve their time yes all of that is true but what are you going to do what are you suggesting and he suggested absolutely nothing and he also said ridiculous things about i mean that just you just reminded me of what he said about oh sorry you just reminded me of what he said about um People who people who are in jail for marijuana, people who are in jail for marijuana and drugs, they shouldn't go to jail. They should go to rehab. Well, that's weird because if that was in your crime bill, then why are people in jail? I'm confused. Like, but if that was, if you feel so strongly about that, that wasn't in the fucking crime bill because people are in jail, right? Uh, or at least say like, you know, I real i've i've come to learn now like it's just it it, there's no self there's no growth like he just completely acts as if he didn't hold those those sentiments before that's my issue he does it's not like it's not like he's saying you know i've learned more about marijuana now I, i i definitely made laws that were too harsh you know like he put all these things in the 84 one but there's no You know, he's talking about doing research and stuff, but that's all in the future. That's like, oh, well, we got to leave it open to do research in the future. First of all, I love how you said that because everything he says is we got to. Everything is we got to do this and we got to do that. But I'm yet to hear and even like looking on his website, I had a very hard time finding. These are Joe Biden's policies. These are the (laughs) actual things this man is going to do. And he has never said it. He never says this is this is how I'm going to get this done. Like everyone was so fucking tough on. I mean, like everyone's got like, oh, you want to do Medicare for all? How are you going to pay for it? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? I need facts. I need numbers and this and that. Why are people asking this guy what his policies are? I mean, we have this conversation with our mom all the time. What all are time. his policies? But you you can have this conversation with you know a, a Biden supporters at any point, and I think you know this is probably why we were so not because it wasn't just this interview that made what made us want to cover this. It's, it's, it's how the discussion around Joe Biden is treated, you know, and, and my, and exactly like I would like someone to say, but I support this policy, you know? So Medicare at 60 is a policy that's really got you revved up as a 40 year old. Like what you need healthcare now. It's the literally, 
it and and here's the oh gosh i mean to even get into it but like healthcare medicare for all is the number one issue in the country it is supported overwhelmingly all over by both parties mm-hmm. and every other modern country has it so it's obviously feasible it's something we can do and the fact that he is still saying during a fucking pandemic that he would not sign, he would not pass Medicare for all, even if it got to his desk, meaning it passed in the House and the Senate. Why does this man want to keep you from health care? And if we're talking about that and we're talking about black issues, black people need health care the most, you know, yeah. and it's like universal programs. It's the same thing as access, you know, universal programs means there, there aren't these red tape and hoops and things right. to jump through. And access means that there is. Access means you've got to uh, take the day off of work if, you know, take three buses to go down to the Social Security place to go sign up for this, bring this certain paperwork. Oh, you didn't bring it? Well, go back. Uh, you know, or, or access means, OK, we'll try to sign up online, but oh, well, we didn't actually get everything in. You got to mail it in. Now you're waiting. Access means red tape, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So like universal, universal is universal. I mean, that's it's the only way I feel like, you know, I, if people really want to have something that is inclusive of black people, the only way to do that is to have something that's universal. You have to have something that is the exact same for everyone. And it cannot be something that you have to opt into. That's another no. bullshit thing. Yep. You can't opt into something. Who the fuck? Ha- who has time to opt into something like, hmm, do I want this health care or not? Let me think about it. And let me opt in and sign it. No. If I freaking, you know, my kid falls down and breaks their leg, I want to go to the closest urgent care and be done with it. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it's just you've got to pay attention to these phrases and these words because they sound so nice, Mm -hmm. but they mean nothing. (laughs) (laughs) They mean nothing. And and so, yeah, that those were, those are some big things I noticed. And I, I still can't believe that (laughs) he wouldn't do something like support universal health care. And that's the thing that he should know specifically when we're talking about stuff like Universal. You know, he worked with segregationists as a Democrat, right? He was opposed to a subsect, black specifically, getting access to riding the same buses as white people. So he already has a history of only wanting to give specific rights to specific people. Mm -hmm. And... That's that's what happens when you don't have universal programs, you know, even like what's what happening with happening with the pandemic and like how they want to means test different student loan forgiveness. You can't do that shit because here's the thing. Who gives a fuck if a few rich kids don't have debt? They're not going to have it anyways. Like right. they, they can already pay for it. Like who cares if you pay for a few rich kids to go to college like that their amount of wealth is never going is not comparable to the amount of underprivileged people you would be helping. And you know, it's, it it does, doesn't, 
when you say when you when you don't use universal, that's when you have that time to disclude people and to say, oh, well, but not this age. Oh, well, but not this state or well, you know, whatever it is. And, and it's just it becomes so messy. And I think it's, you know, it's just a bullshit kind of cop out thing to say. Right. It just keeps it keeps anything from ever getting done. And realistically, I think you're right. I mean, if a couple of kids, you know, get out of college without debt, you know, even though they were rich. Well, great. But guess what? A couple of, you know, a couple other kids got out. Not of Not a couple, like a hundred, yeah, you know like a hundred like, kids versus it's that. Just, it, the overall benefit is greater. Mm-mm-mm. Let's take one more break and then come back with us. And we're back. So a few other things I wanted to touch on about this interview. Uh, Biden made this big point. Um, So we already talked about him being a public defender and uh, and how he brings it up. But he makes this big point to say that one of the one of the things that he's going to do uh, this was this is kind of a policy issue, I guess. One of the things he's going to do is ensure that public defenders are paid just as much as prosecutors, right? Yeah. And that sounds good and well, uh, but you really have to look at everything in in context, you know. So that's great that public defenders would be making as much as prosecutors, but you also have to address the fact that prosecutors are getting deals, you know, for how many more people they prosecute. You know, they're getting promotions for how many more jails they're filling. They, you know, these they're becoming leaders because of these things. So the incentives of being a prosecutor, just because you pay, pay a public defender the same amount, doesn't necessarily mean that you're 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 not looking at the other issues. The issues with prosecutors is that they basically are kind of like forced like cops to have a quota of how many people that they, you know, uh, can convict. So I'm um, getting jail. So you're not ta- if you don't take out that profit part of the mass incarceration where, you know, they're basically pressured to make these convictions, then you're not dealing with the issue. It sounds like justice, but it's fucking bullshit again. That is a great point. I yeah, that's a great point. I mean, to add to that, the other profit sector, of course, is just prisons in fucking general. Mm-hmm. Why do we have a privatized prison system? I mean, a privatized prison system, which which also links to our system for um incarcerating people who are here illegally for immigration purposes i mean those two are the same systems so you really have to look at if we're talking look the whole point of this is we're talking this guy wants to be freaking president what kind of laws are you going to make so but that's interesting he didn't talk about privatized he hasn't said anything about but why but but why would look from what what i can tell from the earlier laws that he's made that he's he seems okay with privatized prisons and prison systems. So why would he mention it? That's the, what, what he's basically doing is taking the easy way out and saying, Oh, why don't we, if we, you know what the problem is, 
we don't pay defenders enough. That's what the problem is. There's not mm-hmm. enough defenders. Mm-hmm. Not that too many people, not that the laws are unjust, not that the policing is unjust, not that the fact that we have so many prison systems in general is the problem. The problem is we're not paying the defenders enough. Yeah, he just offers really weak, he offers really weak um, band-aids and, and he says them confidently. And that's, and, and you said, I, you made a really you know good point there is like, you know, judging off of his actions. And what else do you want people to do? You know, that's, why aren't we judging off of his actions? Right. Why aren't we saying, oh, okay, you know, Joe Biden is going to tell me when I am and I'm not black, but what thinks that I can't Google his history and voting record and what he's done to black people. Like, you know, it's just, you have, we have to be able to also have some leverage here. You know, if you want, you know, Joe Biden right now is not trying to court young people. He's not trying to court black people, Latino people. He's trying to court Republicans. Mm, yeah, that's who he's trying to win. He's trying to win over never Trump Republicans. He thinks that young people don't vote. So he's only going to offer Medicare for all at 60, even though Hillary Clinton <laughs> said we should uh, was going to propose 55 as an age. You know, it's like he doesn't give a fuck about you. No. He only wants to win. And I think, I mean, that's a problem with all of these guys. They all. I actually think he doesn't want to win. You think he doesn't want to win? That's interesting. He's no tired. Way. He's old or what? The, the, they wanted to beat Bernie. That's it. Oh, oh there's oh. beating Trump is, is secondary because with Trump, the Republicans make more money because uh, I mean, with Trump, the Republicans make more money. Well, because the tax brackets, right. as do the Democrats, as do the Democrats. because they're all rich. But not only that, but Democrats make more money because they're fundraising by saying we're going to beat Donald Trump. You know, you got to support us so we can beat Donald Trump yet. Why is Elizabeth Warren voting for the, you know, Trump's war budget two times? Right. Why is Nancy Pelosi including creditors and uh, credit credit debt collectors and lobbyists in her bill in the, in the most recent pandemic bill, but only still twelve hundred dollars for, for people. normal people? Yeah. It's like this is. Yeah, I mean, the, it's all there. It's all right there. And people don't want to be faced with the fact that they're being duped or something. Yes, this is we talk. I mean, and this is like a conversation we have in our house a lot. I mean, it's like this is like a time of reckoning. Like it's unfortunate, guys. We're not in a great situation. It sucks. We have a lot of really terrible people in office right now. But why? But you can't. Why not hope for something better? Why not try to change things? Why not? ask better of the people that are in office. I mean, we can't just assume that all the things that these people are saying are true, especially not. Look, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to just like vote Democratic and be like, I'm a Democrat. This is great. Everything is cool. I don't have to worry about things. Super. Yes. Morally superior. Right. Exactly. You think, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I vote for abortion and I'm doing great. That's fine. But if you really look at like if you look at the stuff Nancy Pelosi has done lately, forget it. Like she's not fighting for you. She's not fighting for the working class. That is for sure. I mean, we are two working class people. I mean, I have two jobs. Well, court has we have more than one job. Like, I mean, 
we are normal people. We just want everyone else to have the same, the same things that we have. I mean, this is, it's just, we're, I feel very, um, not stressed, sad, uh, more than stressed. I mean, sad's, like, a, sad's a good, like, be, well, because it's bleak. It's we're bleak. in a bleak, it's bleak moment, it's bleak. you know? Yeah. yeah. Because it, people, because I think that people do agree with us and I pe- think people will begrudgingly agree with us about some of these things, even though if they're going to vote for Joe Biden, which I understand where people are in this situation. Um, but I also think it's really time to take a long self-reflection about where we are now, because Joe Biden has not won the nomination yet. And I mean, quite, quite frankly, I think, I mean, what, uh, what what a way to go out if he had just like stepped down and said, you know, there's too much surrounding. There's too much controversy surrounding me. I mean, the mm. fucking impeachment was about him, you know, about Hunter Biden, yes. about, you know, Russia, all these things. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about that. But I mean, what what a way to step to go out. He already was beloved, basically, by being the VP. And he could say, you know, there's too much controversy around me. You need to uh, you know, put in a, put in somebody, put somebody else. Yeah. But once again, Bernie is a second choice. And there's no way in fucking hell the DNC will do that. And we're going to do a deep dive um, on Biden's uh, cabinet picks and I think, you know, more about like the sentiment of like why I really will do not want to vote for him um, because there's a lot more there. But one of the, the last things that I noticed about this interview that that I wrote down in my notes. Well, let me just let me just make sure. OK, we got jail. We got woman. He thinks you're stupid. We didn't we talk that. about Hunter, y'all, and we really should have. But oh, Hunter's going to be its own thing Oof, that's because look. If Hunter's not in jail for child support, y'all shouldn't be in jail for child support. That's just, we'll <laughs> Jesus say that. fucking Christ. But, um, so one thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, is Biden really relied a lot in this interview on his relationship and endorsement, f- endorsements from black leadership. And he talks about it a lot. Um, I just... You know, we so when we grew up in Virginia, we went to a black church with a black Baptist church, a Southern black Baptist church. Uh, you know, not not like we fucked like not like we fucked around with it. Like I was an usher. We were in the choir. Our parents are deaconesses and trustees and also in the choir and go to, you know, we went. I went to church like multiple times per week. So really understanding how valuable the black uh, pastor is, for example, you know, there there's really an issue with the black community where black leadership sells out their community, you know? So like a a black pastor can still sell out it's his parishioners, you know, because I mean, even the way that that we'll have to do a whole thing on black churches, oh but uh, just the even the the fact that ministers, pastors, preachers, whatever, can make as much money as they make, 
politicians realize the amount of uh, influence they have on a congregation. And so they can make a deal with a pastor that's great for the pastor, but might be terrible policy for the people in the congregation. You know, people want to talk all this stuff about Clyburn in South Carolina, you know, deciding that Biden is the guy. Okay, that's great. That's a historically Republican state anyways, so they're probably going to vote for Trump. But beyond that, Clyburn does not support Medicare for all. He is backed by big pharma during his career. So he has personal interest in protecting in protecting the future of the existence of insurance companies. And that's and that is completely directly against helping black communities because we're some of the least insured people in the country. So, you know, this bullshit about like the black caucus or the NAACP, like I'm very skeptical to trust any of these things because uh, people who want to be in these positions, people who, you know, go and join these kind of things, like they have ambitions, they have, you know, wants and things for their own life, personal things. And sometimes I think that that really gets in the way. And I think that they sell out black communities all the time for no policy, for no laws, for nothing for us. And we have to stop listening to them kind of like, like it's just, they're, they're bullshit kind of like relics at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. Uh, What all of this comes down to is really who you want to believe and how much you want to believe them. You can't just, we're not in a time where you can just, willy nilly believe you know what's put in front of you we're at a time where we have the internet we have podcasts we have youtube i mean there are nothing but a plethora of places that you can look for actual information and i think it does a disservice for you to just outright trust it's unfortunate i would love to just trust you know, the people that I think are supposed to, you know, be helping me, but you can't just outright trust every single thing that you hear because I mean, think about it. you know, like the guy who it, I mean, I don't want to talk badly about black churches, but I mean, the guy, (laughs) the guy who's trying to, you know, always take your money for the tides. Like, I mean, he has his own interests. You have to think of just how people are like, do you really, trust that person intrinsically and you have to think for yourself like you have to investigate these things you can't just outright trust people anymore yeah just be smart you know it's like okay so if you become like uh the the preacher on the block who's like in who's in good with a a high level politician guess what you're gonna be asked to go on more uh more CNN interviews, you're going to be asked your opinion and you get paid for these things. So, you know, what are the interests? What's the end goal there? And one big example that I let that that really stuck out to me from the primary specifically is this was a time when you still had Bloomberg in, uh, you still had Warren in, you still had Biden in, and Bernie. And I don't think that they had coalesced just yet. But um it was uh, Bloody Sunday, which is uh, it's a day of remembrance of, of, of you know, a massacre about black people. 
And so all of these black churches, you know, there's like there was like a march and remembrance and Bloomberg was there and Biden was at one and Bernie wasn't at one of these events. And Bernie got a lot of flack about that. And I guess I just got to say, you know, like, listen, I'm I'm going to I'm going to. I'm I don't give a fuck if Biden shows up at a black church on a specific day. You still created the 94 crime bill. You still sent a bunch of young black men to die in Iraq and then tried to cut their veterans benefits. You still are not for Medicare for all. You still didn't raise the minimum wage when that would immediately affect a lot of black people's lives. You know, like these little stupid symbolic things we have got to stop being mystified by this bullshit platitudes virtue signaling Pandering. just don't, please yeah. stop don't please your, stop don't allow yourself to be pandered to i mean pandering only works if you take it in if you allow yourself to be pandered to and if you celebrate it i mean like stacy abrams was at this church with bloomberg and there were people in the congregation standing up when Bloomberg got up and turning their back while he talked. You know why? Because Bloomberg started stop and frisk. That tore apart black families. That ruined people's lives for literally nothing. So, you know, for Stacey Abrams to claim, like, I mean, and look, well, we're definitely going to talk about the VPs, but the VP picks, but I mean, for her specifically as a black leader, I was so disgusted by that. She hugged Bloomberg. She watched him deliver a speech while people were actively protesting him. And it's like, when are our voices going to matter? Why Why is it so important to be, quote unquote, respectful to this fucking white right. guy? Because he's rich? Who gives a fuck? At what point, at what point are you... Uh- are people going to protest outright? I mean, I think it's interesting that like it takes a person like uh, like it takes a celebrity of some sort to do some sort of protest like Colin Kaepernick or something like that. But imagine how much more impact it would have if a political figure like Stacey Abrams or someone like if a political a person in politics would have that same fervor and you know and oppose these things stand just stand their ground literally literally (laughs) literally just try the least amount and just say you know what that wasn't right i need you to answer for it i mean as a politician you're supposed to have stances strong stances and it's like us even asking for that much is is, is too critical right i think whatever it seems like the problem now is that i mean look and this is like uh, the problem to me with America is greed like that's the biggest underlying problem and it seems like you know of course it's in capitalism obviously that's how we got here but I think it's crept so much into politics that and people don't want to believe it people want to think like oh people are doing this to be good people are doing this because they care about you and da 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 no they don't fucking care about you mm-hmm. look at the way that they act like if they actually cared about politics they would do things to impact politics I mean, why get into politics and not make fucking change? Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's 
just uh, yeah bleak the bleak word. bleak is the bleak. only like it's like i don't want to have this outlook it's not like it's not like we're like oh this is so great that we don't have anyone to vote for like no obviously not like it's just i don't want it to be this way but i also don't feel like people should be asked to compromise their morals and their you know what i mean like th- well, that's so interesting because people because people are being asked to compromise their morals. And I think that people are mad about it. And I think that that's what the backlash is about. That's why Biden vote supporters are so vitriolic. You know, they just like they come at like I'm on Twitter a lot. Follow me at Courtney Banks. <laughs> um, but like I'm on Twitter a lot and, and constantly trying to have like conversations of substance, which I mean, maybe like a fruitless effort on Twitter. But you know, I feel like it's such a good platform because people you can people really get passionate, mm-hmm. people really get into it, but it's quick, it's it's fleeting, you know. And um I I I was just what you said made me think that the issue is greed, yes, but the issue is also uh scarcity. So it's greed at the top. But then it's the scarcity at the bottom. It's the lack of resources at the bottom. It's keeping everybody scared and housing insecure, keeping people food insecure, keeping people water insecure, all of these different things, keeping people at that level of scarcity where they think, you know, because that's really all the Democrats have. They're like, well, who else are you going to fucking vote for? And (laughs) that's one of my biggest issues with Biden, you know, is that when I listened to this interview, what I felt like was, well, goddamn, at least Trump is going to work for my vote. At least he's going to campaign and put on a show and do the dance and like, he's going to pretend he's going to pretend that he cares about me at least. Not to say that we're Trump supporter guys. That's not what we're trying to say. Absolutely what not. What we're saying is though the Biden needs to fucking fix. Yeah, it. he's too. I mean the enti- the amount of entitlement. I mean Nina Turner said it. His hubris. I mean it's insane how entitled Biden is, and frankly, all of the Democratic Party. They all just think obviously we're going to vote Democratic, and this is unf- okay. So this is why I say we're in the pre we're in like a pre MLK times, like a pre Malcolm X, a pre civil rights situation is because we obviously need more than two parties, and for that to happen, for the third party to like for something to really happen, like we really need like a huge movement, and that's why I mean. I don't want to say these like I don't want to have to vote for these terrible people, but I only have two choices right now. But I don't like what if we what if we vote for a third party? What if we build up the third party? You know, like, let's try to do that, because I would feel more of us. than there Right. Are and, I, and I would I would feel better sleeping at night knowing that. I voted for someone who actually cared about me, like someone who actually had like good policies and my best interests at heart than voting for who I think could potentially beat Trump. But I don't actually think he could beat Trump. But, you know, or just because of potential harm reduction, even though, you know, well, let me I was just I want to make sure I finished my thought that like I'm a little high <laughs> because just like what, what we were saying, like, you know, I choosing between the lesser of two evils and i think people know that they're they're having to make a bad choice and so because we're i've gotten a lot of pushback because i'm like fuck you i'm not voting for joe biden i'm voting for the third party and i feel like other people don't have that 
freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, we live in California. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe I would think a lot, lot, lot longer about this. Not even saying that I'm completely, my mind is completely made up. Who knows? Six months is a long fucking time. But, you know, like, I feel like other people don't have the freedom either the freedom they they don't feel they have the freedom to vote how they want they feel stuck so therefore that's where i think the infighting within you know the democratic party even though i have since left like i think that that's where that comes from is because you've got people who are like oh we fucking know but we're gonna make this bad decision you have to make this bad decision fucking with us and it's like no dude i'm not jumping off this cliff with you sorry okay sorry so sorry i just wanted to finish that thought because i kind of went on a little tangent (laughs) there um but something i forgot that before we before we close up i just um wanted to touch on this so biden at one point says that he is um that he that he is in the that delaware is the eighth largest has the eighth largest black population um and that he gets 96 percent of the vote so this is another thing where context is key. This is another thing where, God damn it, if it's not a lie, it's but uh, it's not a lie. But it's also not the truth. It's not the truth. <laughs> you know, it sounds good. It's spin. You've got you've got to look out for these things, you guys. So just something, just kind of back checking here a little bit. So Delaware does have the highest, um, the eighth highest black population but by percentage. So that is very different. So by percentage. So they have 21.56% uh, a black population in Delaware. So that's a very high percentage, but that's actually only 200,000, like 204,665 people that are black. Versus the black population of North Carolina, which is 2,100,046,254 people. And they're the ninth largest black population by percentage. So you, there are a lot of ways that you can say things that I feel like sound, um, sound smart and sound, sound like facts and sound accurate. And they're, they're only kind of half truths and to always look for that context because, you know, if Joe Biden is winning, you know, 96% of the black vote in Delaware. Okay. That's like 200,000 people. 200,000 people. Exactly. (laughs) Who fucking cares? What does that like? What does that have to do? Like it's just versus 2 million people in North Carolina. I mean, it's just, we really have to be diligent of like being accountable. And that's something I worry about with Joe Biden being elected is, is just people going to sleep and, and mm-hmm. back to brunch. Like, I mean, yeah. I think what you say about people going back to brunch is, is true. Like I get it. Of course, guys, we want to go back to brunch, but I don't think it's the time for it. I mean, if we wait another four years, whew, I mean, there are so many other things, guys, like there's going to be a housing crisis. There's going to be just so much. If we wait another four years, we're all going to be living in our fucking cars it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, a Republican, an independent. It doesn't fucking matter. We're all going to be living in our cars, basically. So, I mean, just spend a little more time. Check the facts. Just, I mean, just de- just do a little research and just think it through. I mean, think about who's really 
would not not honestly not saying that we have the answers i wish i had the answers i wish there was somebody that i could look to to say this is the guy but i have an answer withhold your vote for as long as possible nobody knows what you're going to do in the voting booth or in this scenario hopefully vote by mail but if you continue to say i will not vote for this if you continue to have standards if you continue to say no you need to answer these questions you know we can get either a joe biden candidate who can actually run against trump because we've actually pushed him to that that limit because trump is going to push him or we can replace joe biden with somebody who's actually going to fucking beat trump so either way it's like let's look out for ourselves here like who cares about joe biden's ego and like jill biden wanting so desperately to be living in the white house like i don't care about her psychotic dreams sorry that's just like my own tangent (laughs) i feel i feel like jill biden would like if joe doesn't make it i feel like she's gonna like She's going to like make a zip up suit of his carcass and like wear it around and she's going to campaign <laughs> as Joe. So it, you just like there are oh, so many different ambitions and personalities yeah. that are that are involved in this. And just based off of this one interview alone, I think we we found so much. I think it, it spoke so much to his character. I think I think if you watch this and, you know, if you watch this and you thought that this guy cared about you. God bless you because this guy does not, he doesn't care about anybody but himself, much like Trump. I mean, what's the difference really? Like he, I mean, his demeanor was that of freaking Kavanaugh during the, during his hearings. I mean, he was so aggressive. He was so angry. What was he angry about? We weren't so angry. No, it's like Charlemagne's him. on your side for the most part. Like, if, I mean, he's he doesn't want to vote for Trump. Right. He, he doesn't want to vote for he Trump. Was, he was wouldn't. basically angry that he even had to come on the show and, you know, say nice things about black people was is how I felt about it. And so, I mean, that's not the kind of person I want representing me. And I, I don't think you really have to. I think we, I think we covered it. I think it. we covered it, guys. We're fucked. I mean, is what we're trying to tell you. I mean, listen, okay, it's not good. It's not good. Oh, and the back to brunch thing—that's uh, from um, Crystal Ball at mm. The Hill. Uh, check out Crystal and Sagar's show, The Hill Rising. It's, it's one of the places where I, I definitely get my information, and you gotta, unfortunately, like watch, watch it all. That doesn't just mean stuff on mainstream yes. media. That means the stuff on youtube don't demean it because you know like you have to remember that the media is also owned so so just stay diligent guys <laughs> share this with somebody who maybe is on the fence about joe biden someone who maybe wants to vote green party or or somebody who's really for joe biden yeah because you know you guys need to know and if you're gonna be campaigning for him you're gonna be phone banking and all of these different things you need to know what somebody who does not trust a Joe Biden presidency, what what their concerns are. And and just I mean, even from just the black perspective, we touched on a little bit of it. Just a smidge. Right. A smidge. I mean, we couldn't. There's a lot more to talk. Well, well, <laughs> goddamn this time. You know, what? I think we covered it all. Thanks, you guys so much for checking in over here with what we considered bullshit. I'm pretty sure it was bullshit. It was Joe Biden is bullshit. That's what I think we figured out. But Joe Biden thinks you're stupid. Mm, that's also true. 
This is all bullshit. This has been bullshit. We're, Check you guys later. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>